everyone, just a quick reminder that Lash Boss Summit is in Austin on April 22nd and 23rd of 2023. You can head to lashbossradio.com or lashbosssummit.com to buy tickets. Hope to see you there. All right, Sophie, welcome to Lash Boss Radio. Hi, lovely to be here. Really excited. Same here. Um, so just to start, let's just have a real quick summary of your last journey so far. Okay, so I started in the lash industry years and years ago when it was like the little classic pots and you'd put them out on the foam sponge, a bit like how promades are now. Um yeah, so it was probably uh, 15 years ago, probably. Um, and I've worked in salons. I've built um, a lash business. So I've literally watched the whole industry grow from like a tiny little, like I can remember worrying about um, when the trend stopped and I had no more clients left. Like I can remember having that that worry about yeah this is all gonna end and it just hasn't I've just like watched it transform into this huge 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 business and only growing business yeah done everything amazing yeah I think we've all had those conversations especially with family members when they ask like when do you think that this is going to run out um, or this is a fad, you know? So it's really nice to see that actually it's done the complete opposite. It's grown so much and we've kind of made our own way in the beauty industry and we're our own segment. So it's beautiful to see and we're starting to see better education, which I'd love to talk with you about today and um and yeah so what you're known for is kind of um bringing lash artists to generating more revenue and um tell me a little bit about that about your journey so far with helping lash artists do that and if you have any stories of people you've helped or you know watch their journeys blossom so this all started for me in covid really i i I left my salon I was working in and I built my own business and then had about that for about two years and then COVID it. And I didn't have much of an online presence at that point. I didn't really need it. I was fully booked. My girls were fully booked. It wasn't a thing. But then obviously COVID hit and I threw myself into the online space and I just started to realise how little education there was. I was really fortunate. The salon I worked in was my cousin's, so I was almost mentored, like, the whole way through my journey. I got to see things that most people that work in salons don't, Um, so it was just a slightly different situation. Um, So, yeah, I threw myself into kind of learning about stuff and just realised how little education there was out there. Um, And I started selling, like, little courses, things like that, uh, doing mentoring people online um started to see kind of big results and really threw myself people I think that's where that's the started was kind of realizing how lonely everyone was gonna or it was currently at that at that point um so I then so I threw myself into relationships and then just wanted more of that wanted everyone else to experience that wanted to provide the place for people to experience that which is 
how obviously Lash Fest then, then came about. But since then, we've had some incredible, incredible people, stories. Um, I literally had a girl about three weeks ago message me and she was like, I made a best friend at Lash Fest. Um, and she's actually going to be talking on stage in London this year. And I can remember like the first time she voice noted me. She was like, I'm really nervous. I'm coming on my own. I don't know what to expect. I've never been to an event before. And now she's talking on the stage and she's got like a best friend out of it. Like it's just been incredible. Um, yeah, there's like, there's like so many stories that have come out of um, Lash Fest, which is what I love the most. Um, I was seeing someone this morning and she found her business mentor um, and her business is like completely different now. And that's in like six, seven months that she's transformed her business. Beautiful. Yeah, we um, we see these beautiful relationships happen um, connecting in either a class or a conference or being in a competition with someone and the person next to you, you make friends with. It's, it's really amazing to see. And, um, why do you think there are artists that are kind of hesitant to put themselves out there or to attend things like this? Um, I think my, well, from my experience, mostly it comes from nerves. People, I guess a lot of messages, and you probably have heard it before with, um, your event happening, it's nerves of coming on their own. People feel anxious walking into a space where there's going to be lots of people and they don't know anyone. And I've certainly experienced it. I mean, I went to an event just after we had the event in Toronto and I was walking down the stairs and I didn't know anyone. And I had my, my head in my phone and I was texting my boyfriend and he literally texted me back and he was like, do what you would do to anyone else that goes to your event like go and talk to someone so yeah I think it's that anxiety of when you're talking about a large group like a large um event like that it's yeah it's like the the anxiety of coming coming on their own I think is like the biggest thing that stops people from, from right coming. right and I I think also um, if you're somebody going to these events and you can see someone feels out of place or feels a little uncomfortable, it's so important to go and include them in a conversation or something. Um, I even had an experience where somebody that I see on Instagram all of the time kind of looked off in the corner at LashCon this past um, November. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, like come over here and (laughs) you know, you're, you're okay. Like, it's fine. And um, I get that feeling too, because a lot of us also are introverts in this industry. You find that in the hair industry, we have a lot of extroverts. And I think it's interesting. A lot of us are more quiet or anxious or just socially awkward. And it's interesting because we don't really have to face our clients. They, they're not looking at us in the mirror the whole time we're working on them. They're actually with their eyes closed. So it's a lot safer for us to be in this industry. So making a bunch of lash artists come out and meet each other in person can be a little bit jarring for some people. But what do you think, um, you know, people that put themselves out there and and try and overcome those fears and anxieties, what do you think is the difference um, of the outcomes of things that they see in their business uh, versus somebody that decides to just stay home? 
I mean, it's just exponential growth, really. Um, you're you're meeting people that have done different things to you, do things slightly differently, are possibly like years ahead of you in your career. Like you're getting to be amongst those people. You're getting to realize that the people that you worship on Instagram are just normal people and you have a conversation with them and you find out that they're normal and that their lives aren't much different to any of ours. And then it's suddenly like, okay, well, if they've done it, then I can do it as well. Like there's nothing stopping me from chasing my dreams and, and going after it. Um, and then obviously you make the friends, you build the support network. So you've got the people around you um, that are doing the same thing that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of. So it's just, you're just opening yourself up to like a whole, whole other experience than just sitting in your lash room just doing what you've always done because if you're not open to going and even just taking courses not even talking about big events but going and doing those extra courses that you need to do to go and learn new things and new styles and um, new tips and tricks that because everyone's got something to learn from from everybody even if you've done a course every year for the last 10 years if you go to somebody different they'll teach you something different or they'll even yes. remind you of something that you knew, but you haven't used. So right. it's just, yeah, exponential growth um, all, all around. And like business, personal, all of it, mindset. It's like just, yeah, growth. Yes, I also think to your point of taking classes too, if you, if you say I've already learned how to do volume or I've already learned how to do this, you're going to get passed up because everyone around you is actually learning more things. There's been so much advancement in our industry, even in the last few years with mapping and with different styles. And the wet look wasn't a thing a few years ago or wasn't super popular. But if you don't know how to do that now, like, come on. So yeah. I think it's so important to like keep finding things in your area or traveling. Like that's something I also want to talk to you about too, because I saw that you um, have been bit by the travel bug. So um, <laughs> I'd love to ask about your travels. And I actually feel like there's this phenomenon when an entrepreneur travels, I feel like they come back a little bit more inspired and almost a little bit smarter. Their brain has been expanded slightly. I'd love to hear if you've had that experience and um, what are your favorite places that you've gone within the industry or even outside of it travel is like my thing I love it it's it's the core kind of like pillar of my my business is that's why I've built what I've built um is to be able to travel I didn't even realize that Lash Fest was going going to be like a travel thing when it first started um but once I'd kind of done like one I was like I can do this anywhere um so I literally was just like right where's next on my list and I'd spoken to Caitlin and Blaze and they ha didn't have a event there so I was like let's do it um but I think it goes back to like the inspiration and like you said like your mind's more expanded it's just getting out of your um your home environment even to the point 
I went to London the other day to meet up with a friend and uh, her train was a little bit delayed. So I was just sitting and all these downloads were coming into my brain. And I was just, I was getting a bit spicy on Instagram. I was writing these things, taking all these notes of like, just these things that were coming into my head. So it's just, it's the getting outside of what's normal to you um, and opening your mind up um, to to having that creative time that inspiration time um but favorite places that i've been within the industry i have to say toronto was like special that was like a really special momentous moment just because it was like my first event outside of england um and there was just, I don't know, there was just a feeling to it. I can't describe it. And I know that I will never feel that feeling again. Like it was, it was purely for, for that moment. Um, so that's like a core memory, like locked in. We'll remember that feeling forever. Um, and then places I love to travel. I love to travel everywhere and anywhere. I'm animal mad. So for me, somewhere's got some wildlife that I can go and see. I'm a happy girl. <laughs> Um, and also you, did you, are you planning on moving to Canada or did you, you're, you're in the process of doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So we came back from a traveling trip in 2019, um, with the full intention of moving to Canada. And then my other half broke his knee that summer. Um, and then COVID hit. So it all got really, really delayed. And do you know what? Fortunately, because as awful as COVID was for lots and lots of people, like I wouldn't be where I am now without it. So it's putting me in a position to move to Canada, like a really strong position to move to Canada, um, which I am super thankful for. Not just like good things come out of bad situations. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Lash Fest is in Toronto. London and Dallas it, your first year um this coming year is going to be in Dallas so are you going to continue having one in London even when you move to Toronto yes that is the plan um what that looks like currently I don't know um but yes that is the plan um at the moment so one question that I really love to ask all of the guests on Lash Boss Radio is what was your favorite failure in the year? Sorry, let me do that over again. Um, so one of my favorite questions to ask guests on Lash Boss Radio is what was your favorite failure in your lash career? So something that felt like in the moment you failed and then realized later that it wasn't a failure. So there's two things that jump out at me there. One, I battle with... Um, a lot so one of them is not leaving the salon sooner um I've kind of done everything that I've done um but I do often think oh, I should have done it sooner um but then I also know that I wouldn't be where I am right now if I I wouldn't have got the I wouldn't have the knowledge and the experience that I gained if I hadn't have done that um, and then not so much a failure, but a very difficult time was COVID. Like I'd come back from traveling and I'd spent that time really building my business and I'd got it to a point where I had 
like girls working for me we were gonna do like an oh, I was in the middle of building like an uber style app for our local area for lash techs um and obviously it all just went kaput but like I just said it was a blessing because I'm in an even better situation than what I would have been if I'd done that because it was still chasing like my dream of like freedom and all of that but just in a different manner but I would have had a lot of a headache I think from doing it. it would have been a lot of people management trying to run an app like that I agree and I think COVID also kind of showed people exactly what their heart and soul desires versus yeah. what everyone thinks they should be doing and I find that a lot of lash artists they um let's say they think they should open a salon or that be their next step or they need to start a product line and that very mel very sorry and that very well might be suited for them but also, they actually might be called to something different that's actually going to make them so much happier. So I think it's so interesting because I also kind of feel the same way about what COVID did. And I think that a lot of people realized that through that time. Um, did you feel like working in your cousin's salon, like, okay, that's something that I need to be doing. That's just the next step. Is that kind of your experience? So um I was there since I was 14 and I left when I was 27 or 28 so like it was all that I'd I'd known um so there was like this deep like I was part of the furniture like if somebody needed to know where a Christmas decoration was that no one had seen for 10 years like they came to ask me like I was just I was just like a wall in there like it was just I I was always there um so yeah I mean and even when I went traveling I was going back um it was only that my boyfriend kept on saying to me um you don't need to go back like I think that you can do something yourself and considering he's always says that he's not like a businessy person like he was the driving force behind me having the confidence to go out on my own and do my own thing um so yeah there was, there was the salon it was just an expectation that I was always going to be there and I think for me to go traveling that was kind of my break if I hadn't have gone traveling or even if I'd gone back after traveling I wouldn't have ever have left I don't think was in you staying there was that part of like you felt like your family or um your boss at that point were did you feel those expectations coming from them or and then it like you it meshed with your own expectations um and how was that like internally how was that conflict so it was definitely it was her like family expectation but it was also my expectation as well I didn't I didn't know any different um and now I look back at it I was always trying to do new things and doing little businesses on the side so I was always had that entrepreneurial spirit and I learned from her like that's what she was like so she's like built it built it in me um so yeah it was just expectation all round that that's what 
and I was working my way up <coughs> the ranks Sorry. as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was like, and, and I've heard since through family that like I kind of messed up because I was coming back to basically run the salon um, so that she could pull back. So it was, yeah, expectations all around that I was just going to climb the ranks, run that place. She would be able to step back. Um, so yeah, I scuffed everybody's plans. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what would what advice do you have for somebody that kind of feels the same way? Because um, and and just to preface this, I think a lot of people stay working for somebody because they like the person and they like their clients and they like the job. And so, what advice do you have for somebody that's maybe going through those struggles themselves? What makes your heart happy like really question yourself um and give yourself the time and the space to actually sit back and think what it is that you want to do um and if you are somewhere that you know isn't right when you do that just be brave enough to leave like you've got this you've absolutely got this and I don't mean to say this in a way especially to you as a salon owner but you've got your clients like you are going to have a ready-made client base it might not be everyone and it won't be fully booked like you are but people tend to be loyal to the person not the salon so it won't be as scary as you think it is terrible advice from I'm really sorry salon owners <laughs> but it is true <laughs> yeah I think I think uh, part of that is true but some, you know, you don't ever know. And it's really the client's decision where they want to go. And sometimes that is hard for salon owners to, to digest. Um, but that's part of it. And I think a lot of us need to let go of that fear and ego as salon owners. Like we don't own the people that work for us. And we also can't really do anything if the client does choose to go somewhere else. I think the the best thing that you can do as a salon owner, if you're like kind of on the other side of this, listening to this, um, is just release that fear and ego and just pour into the people that work with you and enjoy the time that you're you're spending together because it is that time that you did spend together helped both parties. So it doesn't need to be weird or ugly when it when it ends. But I um, I appreciate you saying that because I do think a lot of people that work in salons struggle with that because they're like, well, shoot, I do like it, but I also have this dream over here. So what do I do with that? So yeah. thank you for sharing I, that. No worries. And I think it's important to know that as much as staff get a little bit stale in a salon, so do clients and your clients do affect your culture as well. Um, and if you do have lots of clients that come in time, like have, have done for years, and they are with people that perhaps have been for years, and that person isn't happy, like that affects your culture as well within the salon. So let, like you just said, release them along with it and make way for new, because new is good all, all, all round. It's nice, right. vibrant energy. All right. So before we wrap up this episode, I'd love to have the listeners um, kind of get a feel for what Lash Vest is like if they haven't attended yet. So can you share just some um, just some things about Lash Vest that make it exciting or unique or special? 
So um, it's just a really super fun day. It's very chilled out. Um, everybody comes, tables for everyone to sit at to help anxiety, to give people a safe place. Um, and you've got everyone from all walks of life. Um, there you've got people like selling their stuff you've got everyone on stage it's just a really 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 fun positive good energetic energetic day I just like people to come and have fun yeah yeah of course um shake out all the jitters and stuff and just yeah a good fun day of learning and you leave feeling just better you know, feeling better. So, um, where is the next one or just what are the dates of, um, the Toronto, London and Dallas one and where can they buy tickets? Um, so London is the 25th and 26th of March. Dallas is the 15th and 16th of July and Toronto is the 16th and 17th of September. And you can get tickets from www com. perfect well thank you so much for coming on the show today i really appreciate it thank you for having me super fun lovely to chat with you properly